welcome to the Deuce Podcast. I'm Brad. And I'm Jeremy. Jeremy, this is episode 168. Nice. I think. I think. I don't know. Sure. Do you mean to fact check that? No, I think it is. Okay. Maybe. Could you uh, fact check that for yes, me? Yes, I will look. It's 168. I just fact checked myself. Good. Because 167 was, uh, they call me Mr. Tibbs. Okay. And we are continuing our tribute to the late Sidney Poitier by doing another sequel that he was involved in. Yes. Called To Sir With Love 2, the sequel from To Sir With Love, right? Yes. 30 years later, they were like, let's make a sequel to this. Yeah. It wasn't going to originally be called From Sir With Love. But you can tell because they make a very, like, in the mm-hmm. beginning, he goes, I think I should say From Sir from, With from Love. From Sir With Love. And it was like, you could yeah. tell that, I was like, I bet that was supposed to be the name. <laughs> right. <laughs> then You're yeah. like, oh, maybe, sure. Um, but this, it's uh, it's actually a twofer, because this is a made-for-TV movie that was uh, directed by Peter Bagdanovich, yeah, who Peter died Bagdanovich. also yeah. the same day that Sidney Poitier died. Yep. Uh, the great director died as well. Um, and uh, so they got to work together on this movie. Um, at that time, uh, Peter was not really, he kind of had fallen kind of on the wayside of, of, of movies, uh, which uh, he had become so popular with. Um, and then he, he had a movie where, um, what was that movie that I was just talking about where he had an affair and then the lady died. I can't remember it now. John Ritter was in it and I just can't remember it. Yeah, I'll get back to you on that one. But um, the the box office failure for that movie caused them to retreat and to not make movies for a while. Um, <clears throat> and uh, uh, this was uh, kind of like one of the first movies that he did in a while. They, they all while. laughed, by the way. They cool. all laughed. Correct. Yes. Um, yeah, he was really good friends with uh, uh, Jack Tripper. John Ritter. John Ritter. And um, so he put him in his movie. He wanted to be in um, a bunch of his movies, but uh, he wasn't available. But anyway, we are doing To Serve With Love 2. Um, and this came out in 1996. Yes. Um, do you remember, was it about 30 years when the original came out? It had to be. Uh, the original years. one came out uh, in 1967. 60. So it was about 30 years. Yeah. Well, yeah. they, okay, so it's weird because in the beginning of the movie, mm-hmm. they have a signage over the door that says 30 years, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And he, they repeatedly say 30 years. And then, like, in one scene, he says that he'd been teaching for 28 years, mm-hmm. which I think is more accurate. But I feel like they wrote 30 years, and then somewhere along the line, somebody fact-checked it and was like, you know, it's not actually been 30 years. <laughs> and so then he, he, like, changed it up. But, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess it, if, if you've been doing it for, you know, nearly 30 years, you probably just round up. Sure. Right? Yeah. I, I don't want to say, like, they all laughed, and then, and then he kind of went away, because he did Mask uh, after that. Oh, so he had some relative success. Yeah, but but it went but from him. It went from him being like Paper Moon to like Academy Awards, to kind of like kind of 
you know, dwindling down. Well, it went from him directing something every year. Right. To directing something like every three or four right. years. Like, yeah. it really slowed down for him. Yeah, I don't want to diminish, like, his, his you know, incredible, you know, right. resume that he has. Yeah. Bank Donovich, but, you know. And he also had that that guest appearance on How I Met Your Mother, where he talks about William Defoe. William Defoe! Defoe! Right? Is that yeah. him? It's Sorry. a great episode. Anyway, do we have a plot synopsis for this? This is Sidney Poitier, and uh, who else is in this movie? I think uh, not a lot of famous people, but... Uh, no, like... No, um, but you have the captain from Hill Street Blues. Yes, the captain from Hill Street Blues is in it. Uh, Dana Eskelson. Yes. Uh, who's... <clears throat> who's uh, amazing in Hill Street Blues. Yeah. Oh my God. She, uh, she's got... No, Dana Eskelson is the... No, but the that's the girl, right? Yeah, that's the girl. Yeah, I'm talking about the captain from Hill Street Blues, the principal. Yeah, um, Daniel Trevanti. Yes. Who was in um, the organization with Sidney Poitier. Was he really? Before. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, so he's in the third Tibbs, uh, mm. Virgil Tibbs movie uh, as well, so they knew each other from that. Mm. Um, I think you're talking about Evie. Yeah, Evie. The girl that plays Evie. Yeah, Dana Eskelson, mm. who is, is I thought was pretty good. In this like, movie? Yeah. Yeah, she's fine. And, but she calmed down as the role went on. But, like, it's very <laughs> obvious that all of these students are about 30 years old. <laughs> like, they, they look 30 years old. And, like, even in 1990s yeah. time, they look like they're 30. Were they all born 30. during, like, a showing of the original movie? Yes, all at once. Mm-hmm. It was just one theater. All their parents had sex during to serve with love. <laughs> it was. It got them all randy. Uh, the original Netflix and chill was to serve with love. <laughs> to serve with love and bang. To serve with love and devilly. Yes. To serve with love and love. <laughs> Lust. Uh, so, but all of the all the students are like between like twenty eight or around yeah. twenty eight to thirty. Uh, yeah. It's very obvious. They all look like fucking adults. Yeah. Oh yeah, and the, like the one, the one student who becomes really, really famous uh, doesn't become famous for acting, but, but becomes famous for producing a lot of television shows. With and he has like two lines in the movie. Oh yeah, he uh, says his uh, name. Jason Weiner. Jason right? Weiner. Weiner. Yeah. Yeah. Who went on to produce a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Right. Went on to uh, produce. Uh, Samantha Who, New Girl, Modern Don't family. Trust, yeah, Don't Trust the Bee, Modern Family, uh, just a ton of things. The Big Leap, he's the, the big executive leap producer recently. of Single Parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, he was the executive producer of Single Parents, which I was a big fan of. And uh, one of the other teachers is uh, Omaha's own John Beasley, yes, who you saw at a mall here in Omaha. <laughs> Yes, and you said I loved you on CSI, and I'm like, I only did... knew him from like yeah, but two I'm like, episodes why didn't of you CSI? say Everwood? And you're like, I'll never watch Everwood. In fact, I'm going to even... call it Neverwood because I never will watch Everwood. You, I only knew him from CSI. Well, I know him and then from you were Pooh Corner, right? Everwood. But I didn't. I never had seen Everwood, right? And so when you're like, why didn't you say anything about Everwood? I'm like, oh, I didn't <laughs> know he was in that. I just thought everyone, knew but he it was, was in that. it was trippy because like. I had was such a big CSI fan and had watched it through a couple times, right. and then I saw the grandpa from a couple episodes where like a uh, uh, his grandson had landed in trouble, and I was like, 
holy shit, that's the guy from those episodes of CSI. So I just went, yeah. I loved you in CSI. And he was just like, mm-hmm. Mm. He just kind of waved and smiled and nodded, like, very cordially. But yeah, I had no idea he was anything else. It was just weird seeing, like, somebody but from But you knew screen. he was from Omaha before that, right? No, I did not. You didn't? Really? No, I didn't know who he was. Oh, okay. That's why I just screamed at and him. you are like, oh my god, someone famous is here at uh, the mall Yeah, in somebody Omaha. who had like, had lines on CSI was at the like, mall. You mean John Beasley? You're like, yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, so he's an Omaha native. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, there we go. Uh, plot synopsis, Jeremy. <laughs> okay. We're circling back to, okay. Yeah. Uh, Mark Thackeray, Thackeray, after teaching in London for almost 30 years, retires and decides to relocate to Chicago, mm-hmm. accepting a job teaching at an inner city school. He finds several students whom he thinks have potential to do well if they stay on the right path. He catches a promising student with a gun, which he then confiscates and turns into police. When it's discovered that the gun was used in a crime, the police demand that he tell them who had the gun. Mr. Thackeray puts his career on the line by refusing to betray the student to whom he made the promise. In his off time, Mr. Thackeray is also looking for someone who he uh, uh, reveals to be a lost love. Mm, yes. Yeah. Yeah, they have a little subplot it's, there. It's such a weird subplot. It is kind of a weird subplot because it really doesn't move the story along except his, you yeah. know, kind of leftover whateverness. Yeah, they they need to either focus on it life. more or less or not. Well, have and it. then we really don't bring it back to that afterwards except we see and we'll we'll you know we'll get to that. Yeah. Uh, but first, where do we start with this movie? Where we start from the very beginning, which we start with every movie, which is a retirement party for yeah. Mark Thackeray in Britain. And we see two of the students from the first movie, uh, including Lulu, who sang the song to Sir With Love. And, um, and someone else, I can't think of the actress's name. But they're there to see off uh, with Judy Geeson. Judy Geeson, and they're off to the, the only two people from the original movie. They're like the I, I think I said, oh, these are the only two students who did anything, I guess, or had time away to to see him off for retirement. Well, I think no other had... student in his t- thirty years of of teaching. Yeah, but it's like thirty years of teaching. Yeah, yeah. I guess I'm sure they're all doing bigger and better <laughs> things. Yeah, you're right. Lulu's probably not doing much. She's just still singing. And that is our cat again. Congratulations. You get two episodes with our cat in it. Usually we do close the door, but for this one, she really loves Sidney Poitier. Every time we talk about Sidney Poitier, she loves him. him, And rightfully so. (laughs) Where is she? I don't know. She's she's just hidden. Her voice is just coming from everywhere. Hey, Mirage, go away. All right. She's like, no. All right. So he says, okay, what am I going to do for retirement, you guys are asking? I don't know. Usually people bird watch for retirement. What's he going to do? I'm going to take a job in, in a school in inner city Chicago. Yeah. I'm like, what? That's your retirement? Is that you're going to continue to teach? I guess it's only one like class, though, right? It's not like he's teaching the whole, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he doesn't have like a whole well, day. It looks like he's just one class. Right. Well, it's, he wants to come you to know, Chicago and he's looking ahead for of the something class. in the meantime. And uh, he has, 
um, it's a guy that he used to teach with in England. Yes. Uh, Hill Street Blues guy. The Hill Street Blues guy. Yeah. So he used to, uh, uh, with Daniel Trevanti, the Horace Weaver is his character's name. So like Weaver, he worked with him in England. And so he has that yeah, in like with 15 him. years ago or something like that. Yeah. But so he said he needs to come to Chicago to do something. Uh, and then Weaver just gives him a job in the meantime. And so when he gets there, like, he gets introduced to all the other teachers. Um, and they tell him uh, he's going to be teaching honors history. Right. Um, and then they find out that, like, one of the classes, the teacher quit or wasn't going to come in that year. Mm. Because... Uh, it's a rough class. Yeah, they said that in in that school, like uh, one of the teachers got so frustrated he quit. Another one fought a student. Then one got his arm broken, and so he had quit. And so, uh, <laughs> so the teacher, uh, Mr. Thackeray, is like, "I'll I'll do it." Yeah. So then he was like, "Challenge accepted. I'll do it." So he rushes to the the principal guy and was like, "Hey." Yeah. Uh, I want this class. And he's yeah. like, no, you can't have that class. You're re- retired. Yeah. No, I want that class. This is different. I want I want the screw-ups. Yeah. Because that's what I've been doing for 30 yeah. years. Is I've been helping those. Which is great, but it's yeah. just like, it's also your retirement. You could have taken it easy. But no, not Thackeray. Thackeray's got to do it the hard way. He's <laughs> Sidney Poitier. So we meet a bunch of the students, a bunch of the the class. You get a sense that this is a this is a really big troubled school with kids that might be on the wrong side of town, you know, inner city Chicago, and um, <clears throat> you know, um, what do you want to say? You know what I mean? Yeah. That you haven't been said before about like some of these movies. There was a resurgence of like these movies back in the '90s. You get like, you know, Dangerous Minds. Um, you know, 80s and 90s, yeah. Stand and Deliver, Stand and deliver. Lean on Me, mm-hmm. even Dead Poet Society yeah. had that kind of like, you know, oh, the teacher taught us something and then they get fired and we got to get them back kind well, of thing. And and that same genre, though, it keeps, I think, getting more and more like it went on for a while yet. Like uh, Sister Act 2, Sister Act 2, uh, Take the Lead. Let's take the lead. Antonio Banderas uh, is a teacher. Oh my god! And he teaches dance to like the students. Oh my god! I forgot about that movie. Yeah. And well, even you get like even even just the bad news bears, you know, which is misfits of you know not not necessarily a teacher, but like someone of authority that's like you know or someone to look up to. Yeah. Um. So you do have this is something that's. It's been played out and played done. Um, yep. And this is nothing. This is not new. This movie is not new by any means. Um, but it's enjoyable, I'd say. Yeah. Do you, I mean, did you enjoy watching this movie? I'm, I'm a sucker for these movies, so I have a soft spot for kind of like a teacher that comes in and like, I'm going to save the school. I don't know why, but, you know. Um, I do think that it's... It's, they're problematic by by a lot, but you know. Yeah, I mean, they. I think that's my issue with them is mm-hmm. that like they're very um, oh music of the heart. There's no. <laughs> um, they're very 
to me, it's almost like very dismissive of the real issues. Right. It's like rose colored glasses. Yeah. It's yeah. more of like a, if I'm respectful, that will make all the stuff go away. Right. There's like the scene in the movie where he's like, what do you want to walk down the street? And in, in one of the, you know, people, one of the students is like, yeah, but when you and I walk down the street, they see us as black. Yeah. How do you want us them to see you like me? And it's like, yeah. let's do an experiment. And it's like, yeah, that's fine and, and and dandy. But when push comes to shove, white people see black people as black. Yeah. Because so, of their systematic races. So he said that. What so they I'm were like, gonna, yeah, well, know? he said what they were going to do is he has uh, he has uh, like the one white guy who also is a pimp. <laughs> I know, him. right? Well, I mean, let's break down the class for a second. You have a pimp. You uh, you have one of his call girls. Yeah. In in the class, you have uh you know like a romantic poet kind of girl. You have a sensitive guy that gets beat up a lot. Uh, who likes to play with flowers and plants? You know, stereotypical. Um, <laughs> you got uh you know the troubled. A uh, kid who runs around uh, with the wrong uh, kind of people. Yeah, the huggy. There's like a uh, a kid who can. Who's like a. He's a leader, like Afro, but like there's like an Afro-Cuban kid who can get you whatever you need. Yeah, that kid. That kid. I get you whatever you need. Yeah. Yeah, and then um, just you know an assortment of people and students that you're you're going to fall in love with they're going to easily either fall in love with or you're going to be all like oh those those these students are just there you know what i mean yeah there's nothing really that thought provoking about this movie besides the one scene that they do show where one of the kids talks about race which I thought was good when he, when he says, well, you know, um, when they, they talk about kind of like, uh, like, like welfare programs or whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. And then, oh, so you people over here. And he's like, what do you mean by that? And he talks about like handouts and, uh, your dad's a foreman, right? Yeah. My dad worked for that. And he's like, but how many foremans, you know, are black. Yeah. And he just looks at him like, mm. and that's when Sidney Poitier is like, Oh, this kid's really smart because well, he's got street smarts. It's it's he's weird. a leader and he's a good leader. You it's know? weird because like, but that's a really good scene. Though. It is a good it is a good scene. Like, and it's and actually it's a I little bit like, before its time. Yes, I think so. But I I think it's weird because I think that like when they wrote this, I don't think they could decide between because uh, it was it was written by. A 55-year-old white guy. <laughs> right, you can tell. No, it literally was at the time. I know. He's much older now, of course. Yeah. But, like, he, uh... But you could tell, like, it was a lot of, like... It doesn't matter where you came from. Pull right. yourself up by your bootstraps, you know? Mm. And so it's like, ugh, okay. But there's also things interjected in there, like that conversation. Right. That does not sound like it came from the same writer. Yeah, I don't think it did. I almost feel like... I feel like it might I, be improv I think it was too. Or or it was or, that or like they were just like this is not the conversation we would have and like Sidney Poitier and some of the other and but, but Donovich yeah. was were like well what conversation would you have? Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Like the director would be like, "Hey, what's going on?" Yes. Um so like those were really good. 
But it's weird because this thing is also littered with... Um, I, I almost think like that whole bit where they were out doing the scene. Uh, like, you know, you can... People don't recoil in horror. Like, you know, you say, yo, they're going to... Right, like, know, if you're away. respectful to them. Yes, but that scene, uh, they said is very similar or almost the same to mm. a scene that is in another movie he was in with that he was in with Bill the Cosby. same kind of experiment yeah. Yeah. piece a uh, piece of the action okay where they're con men and so that was the whole thing oh, was, yeah. if you come at them you know in this confident respectful way that whatever and but there's a reference to that then mm-hmm. and then there's a reference to like, jungle yeah, earlier yeah. he goes, it's like the Blackboard Jungle in there, which he was also in. Right. So I almost feel like the writer was like, ooh, Sidney Poitier. Ooh. And so he kept making reference to ooh. other Sidney Poitier. We'll be the defined ones. Yes. I think he kept you're making, like, what? I think he kept making references on purpose to other Sidney Poitier movies. And like, I think that they were just like, okay. <laughs> and then just tried to like work around that. Well, I got you a job working in the lilies of the fields. What is that you're wearing there? Sneakers? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. My dad's dead. Oh, he's a ghost dad. (laughs) I directed that one. (laughs) I directed that one. (laughs) Um, So, no, like, I I just feel like the, the writer tried to work in references. To yeah, I can see that. But again, it's like, you know, a 50-year-old white man writing for teenage urban kids. Again, yeah. It just I... doesn't work because you're because it's not you. It's yeah. not your story to tell. Let's get a better story. Yes. With people who know how to tell the story. And fortunately, we're getting a lot more of that nowadays. And you yeah. didn't get that back in 1996, even like Dangerous Dangerous Minds, which is very white savory. Oh, yeah. And, you know. Oh, no, that's one of the hallmarks. You know, well, at least we have Sidney Poitier in this movie. Yes. And it's not like, you know, he's, you know, of course they're just, but they're like, oh, you're from England. Yeah, that's another thing that's kind of weird about mm-hmm. this because I think about there's almost a little bit of disservice with like, so he, they had where he taught in the UK and fine, but it almost would have been interesting to have a conversation about like, you're not from America. And so you wouldn't have these same, you didn't have this same experience as us and go through it that way. And almost like approach it with a, Sure. Yeah. You know, I get like, that. Yeah. And then and then have him be like, well, yes, but I also experienced this. Yes. And like, compare and contrast compare and, and contrast. talk about like the differences and the similarities. And and it would have been a good opportunity to like expose audiences to like, hey, here are the kind of things we go through, which they do a little bit in that conversation. But like, it's, it's we were ready for that in 1995 or yeah. six, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, we've been ready. It's just, you know. No, I'm just saying like, the studios. Oh no, ready. no, no, no! They We've been ready. ready. Yeah, studios have not been ready. Correct to do it because the fifty-five-year-old white men, right? Correct, are directing mm. and writing these. Things. Right, but okay. So that's another even the problem. Like the the problematic. Like it's like um, Spielberg directing 
movie color purple it's a good movie yeah but it's also a white man directing a story about a black woman yeah so it's like mm. and it's not that he does a bad job it's just that maybe there's someone else that could tell the story a little bit better who can relate to that and well and can put forth things that like are almost unspoken that like mm. spielberg wouldn't have thought of correct that yeah right not that he even visually yeah not that he did a bad job whatsoever no. but but are we getting everything out of it that we could get out of it mm-hmm. and everything important to say that we need to say? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I think like it's weird to me that um, this character is strange because I didn't know. And, um, you know, again, it, I haven't seen the first one. Like it's, I see a lot of old, older movies and this to serve with love is not one that I've actually seen. I know bits and pieces of like what happened, but I don't it, know. It never was something that, Ran, ran into my radar because yeah. it's not like something it seems fluff to me um and i hate to say that because it's probably not no but like when glee like covered the song that's prob- probably about the only exposure i had to it besides knowing that Sidney potty was in the movie yeah. itself yes i knew that's the song it. i knew that anything else i'm like whatever i knew that they set fire to like a maxi pad or or tampon or something like that like in the a, movie yeah in the the i think you're moving the, movie, the movie kids no this is okay. the classroom they do it yeah, just just checking um <laughs> but they uh i knew about that and then they sing to him at the end because i remember the comparisons to other movies that do again the similar thing where like teacher swoops in and then all the mm. students are saved sure um but the this one sure you're not thinking of kids Yes, I'm not thinking of kids. Are you sure? Yeah. Mm. It's weird to me that he's from British Guyana in South America. Mm. Like, I did not expect that. I thought he was an American teaching in the UK. And to find out that, oh, he was actually from Guyana and then went straight to the UK to teach. Yeah, I thought he was American and went to... Yeah, and which is, that's why I was like, wait, what? And so, like, it's weird to me because, so he went straight there. So you've never been an American in this Mm. movie? Like, you never, whatever. Like, he he was supposed to be an engineer Mm. who, like, when he, it was almost like Mr. Holland's opus-ish, where, like. Another one. Yeah. Where he was supposed to be doing something else, and at a time, or, like, you know, the job wasn't there, and so then he ended up doing something else. Mm. So I think the thing that's really weird for me here is that um, because he's never been a U.S. citizen, he's only been in British Guyana and then the U.K., and now he's come to the U.S. to teach and have a job and live and all of this. I'm just like, are we not going to address the fact that you're not a U.S. citizen? (laughs) It's a teacher shortage. Back in the 90s. In the 90s. Well, that may be, but that still doesn't mean that they're just like, hey, he's a teacher. Like, look at him. He doesn't need credentials. Very much a teacher shortage now. Yeah. Where people are like, hey, if you want to be a substitute teacher, we need about 50 people. Yeah. Like, they're telling parents, you know, through, you know, COVID and everything. Yeah. I'm like, oh, jeez. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's a good point, but it's also just one that, like, I just rolled with. Yeah. You know, I just went, you know, I'm like, well... We made it this far. We might as well continue to keep going. You know well, it, what I mean? It's weird. It just it 
I guess, 30 years, you know, in what he, what he, what, what he was doing. I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's enough to get him through. Yeah. But yeah. You're right. Like, and, and I keep thinking, like, well, maybe there's something else. Like, maybe maybe something else he left out of that story. Yeah. Like, There should be more kind of fish out of water. But it seems like um, Sidney Bate's character is always, like, correct. Always right. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, you know what? You're not always right, buddy. Yeah. You need to show some humility. And I think that, like... His character is so grandiose in this, yeah, that they don't show that, which I wish they would have, yeah, because I don't think you're or you're always correct. Like for instance, as much as like you want to like help that kid who had a gun, he also had a gun in school, so maybe you should have reported that he had a gun in school. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, granted, I know that like it wasn't his gun to begin with, and he wasn't the one that shot anyone. But he was going to use a gun yeah. or have a gun to threaten another kid that was on living single. Did that. <laughs> like, that's the one that I was looking at. Yeah. I went, that kid was on living single. That's where well, I've seen him from. Well, yeah. And so I guess, like, the, the part with me that, like, usually in those, in movies like this, they have a, the teacher knows stuff. And the teacher is, you know, getting to know those right. kids and, like, learning about them. And they do, like... The, the times when, like, you start to see the bits of, like, they're trusting him because they're coming to talk to him about something. Right. Or, like, uh, he goes to Evie's house and realizes that she's living there by herself because right. her mom is, like, in a drug rehab program in jail or something. And it's, Right. It could have been, like, after school especially, but it's not. You yeah. You know, it has those moments, but... Um, I think, like, what I wanted to see from some of that was... There also needed to be, I'm with you, I think there needed to be, like, a moment where mm. uh, Sidney Poitier learns, like, oh, like, I thought I could handle this part of it, and I couldn't. Like, mm. I need to, like, when he I has, need to learn from them. Well, he goes, so, uh, the, uh, the main kid, uh, who's, like, kind of the leader who, uh, I think he's, like, a, he's a gang leader here. Mm. Um, that he's like uh, Christian Payton uh, who plays Wilsey Carruthers. He goes to find Wilsey because Wilsey is the one who he got the gun from and that he didn't betray him, but people saw him, uh, saw Mr. Thackeray get fired and the cops go leaving the building with yeah. him. Well, they thought that he was well, I know ratting that him pushes out. The, the story through, but still the guy had a gun. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Nowadays, that's problematic. Yeah. Well, but I think like he they go to he goes to meet Wilsey at his hiding place in this junkyard, mm. and they get pinned down by gunfire from mm. like the opposite like hooligans, and uh, there's this part where like Mister Thackeray walks out and is walking. He's like, yes. "You don't want to do like this." He's Moses parting yeah. the Red Sea, and they go, "Or oh, we'll get in a lot of trouble if we shoot a teacher." Jesus walking on water. Yeah, yeah. I would have liked to have almost seen where they're just like, "Hey," and like take a couple shots and maybe miss him or whatever. But like, we'll see, save him and be like, dude, they're not playing mm. around to realize, like to have Thackeray have that moment where he's like, holy shit, this right, is way different. He's It's way different than where he was. This, yeah. You're, you're in inner city, Chicago. Yeah. You know, I, I know that there's probably some, you know, um, 
parts of where he was in England that probably aren't that great, but we're talking about America, which is, you know, different. Yes. And so I'm just like, there's no humility to it. It's like, Mr. Thackeray is always right and you're always wrong. And like, he's not really going to learn from you. Yeah. You better learn from him by damn it. Because if you don't, you know, and we're all going to stand at the end because there's always a moment at the end where all the kids get together, stand on their desks and say, Oh, captain, my captain. That's true. Uh, they didn't stand on their desk this time. They just standed by their desk. Yeah, they just stood next to him, and um, and they, they just went Thackeray, Thackeray, or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. I can't remember. Um, <laughs> but again, this is nothing new. But it's nice to see Sidney Poitier uh, in this, um, you know, kind of later part of his career, still chewing up scenery, though. Oh yeah. Oh, Do you know what I mean? He's such a good actor. And he's good in this. Oh, like he's it's still he's so great. great in this. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just again nothing that I've never seen before. Yeah. You know. So, yeah. Yeah. Um do you like him better in this one or in They Call Me Mr. Tibbs? This one. Yeah, same here. This one, but in The Heat of the Night. He's quite amazing, but I actually preferred him in this than like I think I don't know. There's just something about In the Heat of the Night where it almost becomes Rod Steiger's movie. Yeah, well, I'm just talking about between the two we've reviewed. Oh, the two we reviewed. Yeah, yes, I'm not like then, asking for his whole yeah whatever yeah filmography. Then yes, this one. Yeah, okay. Same because I this think one. this because, one. But they give him a lot to do. They give him more things that they should have. Yes, in the first movie. Well, I think like this one too allows him to be like also have like the humor mm-hmm. moments and everything like that and um. Yeah, I think this one gives a wider range of stuff for him to act with. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, you know, I did want him to take the gun from Wilsey and like pin down the the, the other gang with like gunfire. <laughs> I've learned this in the organization. This is how it works, people. I um, know everything. <laughs> um, there is a weird subplot in this movie yes. where um, he has a kind of a brief affair with a woman in. Um, when he's in South Africa? No, it's in South America. Or, or and South he lived America? in he lived in British Not Guyana in South America. South yes. Yeah. Um Yeah, and he has kind of an affair with her and then thirty years later tries to find her. Yes. Because he, he writes letters to her. Like he eventually married, so it's not like he didn't find anyone. Yeah. But this this was kind of like a lost love. Yes. And so he like with the help of one of his students. Yes. Without him knowing. Which I almost would have liked to have seen the students get together and have just more student moments with that. Yes, correct. Yeah. But then, you know, they find she finds the woman for um, Thackeray, and Thackeray goes to the hospital because that's where she's at and meets her son, and she goes, that's your son for yeah. 30 years. Like, that kid's 30, and I'm like, no, he looks like exactly the same like those students that you've been teaching for yeah. the last like two months. Yeah. He's 30. Those students are 30. Yeah. They are 30. Literally. He's crazy. Yeah. It's like, I'm, it's like, it's like I'm living in Dawson's Creek all over again. <laughs> it's wonderful. Well, and the, uh, Grams, he, he talks about like he, her family was there doing mission work, I think. Something like that. And, uh, and she was doing missionary work. Hey, <laughs> uh, so with lust. <laughs> it's the prequel. Mm-hmm. But he, uh, 
yeah, he says that, like, they had this affair. They were looking for her house. Like, that's the first thing we see when he gets to town is he goes to this address, and the house has been torn down. And he goes to the police to see if they can find her, and they're like, what the fuck? No. It's like, been 30 years. He's like, what well, okay, I thought I could talk sure. to They're like, this isn't England, so no. Have you heard of Google? It hasn't been, really been invented yet. How about Alta Vista? <laughs> Metacrawler? <laughs> but what does this have to do with the rest of the movie? Nothing. Why do we have this? Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of pointless. It would be different if like this was plaguing him, like, and it was causing maybe something... Um, so like, like with his teaching, yeah, like causing him not to teach, keeping him up at night, yeah. But it's not, it's not like something that's been like threatening anything in in his psyche, yeah. So why have it in the movie if it doesn't? It just moves some weird plot along, yeah. It doesn't really move his inner dialogue along, yes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It just makes him oh, now you have a son, yeah. But that's okay. that's what I'm saying. Like it almost would have been better, and he does. Well, he doesn't entirely but he kind of like he reveals that he's from uh french guyana yeah french guyana yeah, and that's where he's from he says something with it but he like it would almost been better like when he if he finally revealed to the students uh i had this lost love blah 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 correct but i'm not gonna find her again like end of story right and then almost like be at that point where the students are like hey we're gonna. We need to do this for him. Yeah, but that only moves Evie's story along. It doesn't no, move no, anyone it, else's. It moves Evie right now. But what right. I'm saying is, like, one of, one of the things he does is he manages to get a lot of them jobs, mm-hmm. uh, or and like so they can get ready for school and do these other things and have you know money to support themselves and, and whatnot. Um, and so, like, I almost would have liked to have seen where all these different kids were like, "Oh, I work at this place now. Mm-hmm. I can check this," and like they work together mm-hmm. to find that. And then have that moment where they yep. they manage to find it. They go with him to see her and then realize, oh, she's in the hospital, you know, or like whatever. But then that, it'd be a moment where like they're feeling that like, mm. oh, no, kind of moment with him. Yeah. Like, I think that they could have done that a lot better. Um, you know, and then it's like, yeah, his kid is there and all. Um, but think about like. Maybe he could relate that back to them, too, because there's, you know, kids where they're talking about, like, uh, I think it was, like, Wilsey and Arch, uh, the two uh, brothers, are raised by their mother, you know, and maybe they could relate something to his son, or his son could relate something back to them, or whatever. Like, you could have fleshed that out a lot more, and I think they really kind of dropped that thread. Um, I think it could have been done better. Like I, I'm glad they put it in, but like, because he needed something about himself. He did, but it's almost like why? Like yeah. it just needed more to it. I almost would rather have seen it be like a, um, mm. like maybe like his father or something like that, or some family member, mm. you know, had moved back to Chicago. Hadn't he'd been estranged from them for years? Yes, correct. And that then tried been, to find them and realized that would have been late or fine. something. But like, I would have been fine with that too. This love, th- well, and I still would have questioned more why they had that, yeah. but that would have been more like at least rooted in more reality than yeah, like this long lost well, love. It would have years. It would have made sense though because he is talking to them about like <clears throat> right. Who do you know? You who do you who know you where are you from? unless you know your history? Yeah. 
And maybe this was his time to like rectify with his. Yeah, history. I mean, I get that aspect. Yeah. So, yeah. Can we talk about um, my favorite, like one of my favorite parts of this movie is when they graduate and he like turns to one of the teachers that he's sitting next to during graduation and gives like the whole like he's going to go on to do this. And it's like, like the end of like movies where they freeze frame and then they yes. show like what they're doing in the future. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Cause I swear I never saw his lips move. No, but you just they, heard him. They, yeah, it was like, is he doing it was afterwards. I think they added it as they, an afterthought. Have, and I loved it. It was like, and she'll go, he'll go on. He'll, to do blah, 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 blah. he'll go on to be the biggest horticulture yeah. scientist ever. As, as he's talking to Antonia like, Bagdanovich. <laughs> it was. Oh, it was that her? Yeah. That that the other teacher was the daughter of the director. Yep. Oh, okay. I was wondering why we predominantly had her as like his teacher friend through the yes. movie. That makes sense. That makes total sense. And she looks familiar now that I've yeah. I see her now. Yeah, that was Peter Bogdanovich's yeah. daughter, and so that's why she had like the prominent. But she it was, would be like, like and interest, like the, of... the gang leader was like, and he became the director of an after school special club. He's going to go Whatever. on. He's going on to form blah blah blah. And it's <laughs> yes. but it's weird because it's not like a. Yes, so it's not like though. an afterthought narration. It's no, like he's saying like what they're going. What to they're do. going to do. Yeah. But I was like, is that just wishful? Like, is he just like, this is on my Amazon wish list. I wish <laughs> that she becomes a senator. Like, it was like, he, she works for um, this guy running for city council. And you're like, what? Yes, it's very what strange. What is going on? He, it, all I of a wish. sudden he sees the... And then he... And his son is there. And then he leans over to his son and tells him the Powerball numbers. <laughs> for 32... Eight. The Powerball will be seven. Play them. <laughs> you must do this. Do it today. I, I am the all-knowing Thackeray. <laughs> Thackeray. Thackeray. And I gotta say, it's weird. Like every time I hear Thackeray, you think of Zachary, don't you? No, <laughs> no, but, no. I think of uh, in the movie Hocus Pocus. What? what? The cat who uh, oh. his name was Thackeray Binks. Thackeray Binks. Like, <laughs> I don't know why it's like the only time I hear yeah, that name. Yeah. So I'm always like uh, Thackeray Binks. Yeah. And then then when she says Matt Thackeray, or did she? Oh no, she says Mark. It's yeah, Mark. Mark Thackeray is his name. Anyway, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's really nothing. I mean, this movie is fine. I mean, it's uh, fine. by the way, you can stream this on Crackle. Yes, for free. Uh, or you can rent it. We streamed it on Crackle and then just muted the commercials when they came on. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Ooh. I think this is nothing. There's no, like, there's no big, there's no yeah. nudity. There's no, like, violence. Yeah. You know, there might be some little bit of language, but, like, for the most part. Well, it was a made-for-TV thing. So yeah, you could watch it. So... That's what I'm saying. You could watch it with, uh, you know. And, I mean, and it had like about a, as, it like had about as much gunfire as, kid. like, a... Uh, murder yeah. she wrote episode <laughs> so <laughs> or a macgyver episode yeah, yeah. Mm. um yeah <laughs> it's pretty much oh school of rock there's another one school of rock is another one yeah your kids have touched me and i have touched your kids uh, your kids i'm uh your kids have touched me, and I'm pretty sure I've touched them too. <laughs> and then they, the parent screams. It's my favorite part. Uh, oh, great yes. movie. Okay. So, okay. You want to talk about our 
Please. Last questions? Okay. Let's get to that. Mm. What do you think is the best part of this movie? Um, Lulu. Okay. Lulu? Yes, Lulu at the beginning. No. Uh, Sydney Ponte is the best part of this movie. Yeah. Um, but if you're going to go to students, Evie's probably pretty good. The the kid that plays the um, the head of, of the gang, uh, he's really good. Yeah. Um, you know, the kids are fine for the most part. Yeah. There's um the girl that plays the um the the call girl, she's pretty good actually. Yeah, she was she was pretty she good. surprised pretty emotional. me. Yeah. Um, w- you know, with her, she's a little dramatic, but like uh, whatever, it's a TV TV movie. Um, so I think the kids are fine. The kids played their parts wonderfully. Yeah. And they got to work with Cindy Bate. Yeah. But I think the best part of this movie, John Beasley. The fact that you need you to go to, to the principal's office. He said now. <laughs> there you go. Well done, John Beasley. Back or, in Everwood. Or the great performance by uh When I was when I was the on the janitor for When I was scrubs. driving the bus in Everwood. <laughs> um Sydney Bonte is the best part of this movie. Even like the directing's fine. There's, uh, there's nothing, you know, to write home about, maybe if I Watched it a little bit closer, but yeah. You, what's your best part of this movie? Oh, um, I think uh, overall, I mean, it's hard not to say Sidney Poitier. You know, I mean, he just does such a he does a really good job overall. Um, and so I mean, really, like I agree with you on the fact that he's like, I mean, this movie would be nothing without him. Yeah, I mean. I mean even if it was like, if you took all the two sir with love, two parts, you know, the references out of it and whatever. Um, I mean, I just don't think it would be strong without I even, him. Even if you put a different, like, um, actor in it, I think it's significantly yeah. less. Yes. Because Sidney Potter just brings something right to his roles that not, not everyone did. Right. You know what I mean? Like um, that hardness to it that yeah. just is... Um, but there's one scene in particular that I really, I don't know why it was like, I was just thinking to myself, I want more of this. It was the students are all sitting there together and they're talking about, um, you know, expectations by like, okay, you know, men expect women to be like that, this I and then that vice scene versa. Too, and then they start was, talking yeah. about race and they start talking about, mm-hmm. it's very like. It's they've a very pushed, like, like they pushed the desks all together. Yes. They're all kind of like sitting on their desks. Right. Yeah. And so like and those like those scenes where they're having discussions, there's more than one of them. Right. Um and they're usually like they talk about things where I'm like, "Yes, this is a good conversation. I want this kind of a conversation." Um I liked those scenes a lot. Mm. And even though I like Sydney Poitier overall, those scenes I also thought gave the best acting from those the "Quote unquote students." Um, it gave them something to act with. Yeah, like and I think they besides could... they're just singular characters, they got to play with each other. Right, but I think it was also a thing where like the actors could relate to what was being said, right. as opposed to when I'm, they're having I'm a call girl pre- when they're having to pretend to be students. Like when right. you're when you have to pretend to be sixteen or seventeen or whatever, mm. you know that's different than actually saying things that you you know, can mm. also relate to more as like a, a grown up. You know, and so I think when they're having these conversations, I think those actors could emote that better because they, you know, had experienced more things. And so I think it was I thought those scenes there's more than one, 
But those scenes in particular, like those stood out to me as like the things I really enjoyed about mm-hmm. this movie. Um, and then of course, honorable mention goes to Neil Flynn, the janitor from Oh Scrubs, my God, we forgot to mention Neil who Flynn. Was, who was a big detective, cop. yeah. Who was a police detective who says about as many words as he does in season one of Scrubs. <laughs> <laughs> if that tells you anything. Yes. But go ahead. Um, okay, second question. Do you think this movie stands on its own? No. No, because why are you... No. Why are you dreaming about this one student or these students and, you know, 30 years ago? Like, what? what is this about? Yeah. Why are you um, retiring? So I, I say no. Yeah. Um, that's just me, though. Yeah. Um, yes There were some no. questions I had. Yeah. They weren't big questions. Right. They weren't the questions that, like, could take you out of this movie. But it does not completely stand on its own. No, it doesn't. Like, so, and we've talked about, like, I feel like this movie was one of those, it was like an American Psycho 2, or one of those movies where it really, theoretically, like, had nothing to do with the first one. Like, you could have made this its own movie if you took the two Sir with Love references out of it. I think you could have made it its own kind of movie. Um, yeah, but if you're going to market to the right people, which right. by that time were baby boomers and knew the first movie. Yes. Then... But, but a lot of times they also do that very poorly. Like we've Correct. seen where they have movies that really don't. All it has is like if Sidney Poitier just showed up, we made no references to the first one mm. outside of his name. I think that would have been a travesty. The fact that they started out showing he had had this storied career in the UK and now was coming to America, mm. I think that they did a good job of like making that a little bit more solid. There was this tonal switch, and, too, where it had, like, I'm in England, and then it, it goes to America, yeah. and the music's different. Yes. And even the way it's shot is a little bit different. Right? Yeah. So that was nice. I like yes. that like, aspect. Yeah. I, so I think they, I think even though this movie overall feels like it probably wasn't necessarily written to be to Sir with Love too. Um, I think with what they added in there to link the movies together, I think made it nice and solid. So I don't think probably. that I don't think this one stood on its own. I think it could have if they just scrubbed all those things out and like it changed some things around. Yeah, but, but then they're like, gonna go. Why is Cindy Bontier being a, a teacher? Well, I don't be think. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I think. Well, because I if if it wasn't to Sir with Love two, he wouldn't have been in it. I'm correct. Sure, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So I think from the way they structured it, that it does not stand on its own. Mm-hmm. It could have, uh, like, if they would have made it its own movie, they probably could have. Um, obviously, they'd have to strip some pieces out of it. But mm-hmm. I think like it could. But I'm glad it didn't, and I'm glad mm-hmm. they set it up the way it is. Makes sense. No, okay. it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Also, '90s clothes. Mm. Yeah, gotta love that. Yeah. Um, does this make you want to watch the first one? Yeah. Yeah. This movie is sweet and saccharine enough to like make me go, well, I'll I'll check the first one out. Yeah. I'm fine with that. You? Um, yeah, I do. Um, I'm I'm not going to rush and go, you know, check it out, but I will. I know enough about the first one that, um, like but if it's on like TMC, and... maybe I'll watch it. But yeah. like, I'm not gonna like, go out of my way. Yeah, I got no, to track I'm... down to start with love. No, I am. Like, I'm not gonna call half price bookstore and go. You said they, they, that you had to start with love. I need to watch that movie. 
every day. And then they'd be like, ah, oh, here comes the two surrogate uh, with love guy. Yeah. I'm like, my name is Brad. And they were like, oh, so you're crazy. Yes, I am. I want to watch two surrogate with love. The first one. I've already seen the second one. That's loud, whatever that was. <laughs> the, mm-hmm. the, uh, mm-hmm. um, my rant was pretty loud. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it does make me want to watch the first one. You know, like, mm-hmm. I think it's a classic, and... Uh, I gotta call Half Price Bookstore. <laughs> <laughs> Where's my movie? Where's my movie? What's my name? You can Is call my me Celine Mr. Dion? Tibbs. Is my Celine Dion CD in yet? <laughs> no. That people would would you buy this crate? When I worked at like Staples, people would do that because like there was a there's there's like a there was a music like bookstore <laughs> called Hastings that was right next door, and so we would get phone calls, and they were like, "Is my Celine Dion CD in?" And we're like, "You must be thinking of Hastings, not Staples." What do you? No, want? I'm thinking. Of <laughs> what will you give me for all these Kajo Gugu no. records? And I'm like, "No, you're thinking of them." No, I need my Celine Dion CD. No. I'm like, no one no one needs that. And they're like, how dare you? And I'm like, yes, how dare you? To put your earbuds to Celine Dion. <laughs> Go ahead. What's our question? Um, reboot, continue, or cancel? Uh, TV show. Two Sir With Love TV show. Modernize. Yeah. Um, that's where I would go with it. If we were going to go forward... Because I think there's stuff to say. Yeah. I think there's stuff to say about the public education system nowadays. Yeah. That uh, resonates a little like this is dated. That yeah. resonates a little bit more um, in, in the modern era. So if you are going to do that, do that, but not have like maybe maybe the son, uh, but he's like 30, so now he's like 60. Yeah. So maybe he's retiring from being a teacher. Right. I don't know, but like I want something. You know, maybe or one of the students is a teacher. One of the now. students, hey, uh, makes reference to Thackeray, and then boom, we yeah. have our connection, and there you go. Yeah. You're off and running. You, yeah. what do you think? Canceled. Yeah, I don't think I need to keep going it's with fine. this story. I think there's a lot of this genre of yeah. stories already that I don't. And unfortunately, I think they just circle the drain so much as far as like. Yeah, I, mean, I they think do. they they always have like good. It's like uh, I had a manager who once told me like about reading management mm. style books is that right most of them are going to be the same and are just fluff and are just i mean that's what it is talk you know. but you need to be able to pick out like the nuggets that's true in them i had a manager that said please leave that old lady alone the one that keeps talking and calling about <laughs> Celine Dionzi. My Celine Dionzi. for the last time quit making fun of my grandma for her celine dion and i'm like lady did you need copies? And she's like, no, Celine Dion. Celine Dion. My heart will go on, though, if you don't have it. <laughs> it's going to have to. Uh, <laughs> um, sum up your experience in two words. Uh, after school. Because this is like an after school. It is an after school special, but not. And then we all we also bring in kind of, it's not just rooted into the classroom. Yeah. There are moments where we are outside. He sees, he runs into students uh, planting flowers or he runs into students with guns or whatever. There's more to it than just the classroom. Uh, there's more to it than just book smarts, street smarts. My two words are after school. Plus, there is the after-school special 
aspect of this. Yeah. Um, it has run its course a little bit, but why not have a chance to modernize something? Yeah. That has, to me, this is kind of a genre movie of, of these like teacher yeah. movies. Kind of, I don't know what you would call this kind of genre. The, yeah. It does have. Itself, yeah, I don't so. know. I've been yeah. thinking about that because whatever it is, I think there's like, then you also get like the anti versions of this, like 187, where it's like the, you know, teacher with a bad bunch of kids who stay bad and make him bad. And, you know. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't know that. Um, with Samuel Jackson? No, and, I know. Uh, I, I know the movie. Okay. Because some lady would call up and ask for that movie. You have 187. You have 187. <laughs> Well, no. you don't have my Celine Dion CD. What ain't seven? She was a huge Samuel Jackson completist. Yeah. Snakes out of play. <laughs> it's not even out yet. It's not even out yet, but I really want it. But that meme will be, it's really going to catch on. A time to kill? No? Yeah, I don't have a time to kill. I got to get off the phone with you, lady. Click. <laughs> I think, uh, for my two words... Uh, I'm thinking we're going to say, uh, sweet delusional. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like, yeah. I mean, these kind of movies, like a it's lot of fine, times, though, right? Like, like it's a fine movie. Yeah. A lot of times, like these movies are like getting advice from your parents sometimes <laughs> where they have the best of intentions yes. and it's really sweet and they believe in you, but you know, the re- say, reality you can overcome these things. But it's also kind of, it's written yeah. by somebody who is 40 years removed from being it's a like, teenager and is giving advice that no longer applies. It's like and, when your parent says, you know, fighting back's not the answer. Yeah. But you're like, but if I don't, I'm going to get my ass kicked. Yeah. You're like, this is not, you know, we, yeah. we're not all going to like yeah. huddle around, you know, Kumbaya. the campfire with a Yoo-Hoo and then talk about our favorite Leave it to Beaver episodes, it, yeah. you know, like it just isn't the same. And so, right. um, these kinds of movies are are sweet. Some do a better job than others as far as like relating to how like kids are and stuff. Um, but a lot of times these movies, like as sweet as they are and as like as as polished as it's like yeah, by doing these things and working hard or like you know doing this one thing right, you're, everything's gonna change for you. Like it, there's a little bit of delusion to some of that. Right. I mean, this is the same year. I think the I think ninety six, ninety seven is like higher learning. I mean, that's a better movie that deals with yeah. tougher subjects. Yes. In a way that like is is really. I mean, it's a tough watch, but it's a wonderful movie to watch and an important movie, right? Yes. So like, yeah, this is saccharine. This is something that might not be rooted into what reality is. But it's fun, and it's not like hurting anyone. Yes, and it's yeah, it's yeah. nice to dream about it. But it's also like, you know, Ryan Murphy's Utopia Land. Yeah, where right. you're like, okay, great, Ryan Murphy, but the world don't work like that. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, there's there's nuggets in this movie you can pull out of it and be mm-hmm. like, yes, that is a good point, or like that's a good conversation. Mm-hmm. But then there's so many other things where it sounds like it's written by Don Barnhart, where it's like, <laughs> you know, like it's way out it's of touch. because I'm saved by the bell. <laughs> it's written by like a 50-year-old, you know, 55-year-old man to relate to how teenagers are and like how things. But again, like, you know, this is in the 90s. He was 55 at the time, mm. you know. You can't, you can't be like, hey, in the 50s, this is how it was when I was a teen mm. or whatever. Like, you know. 50s and 60s. That's how it was when I was a teen. Right. 
and then expect yeah, I mean, that this to could be, be the like dated. They could be later. like, uh, tell, yeah, telling their references could be dated, but they're not as dated. Yeah, well, just even that, like the it, it would be like a movie where they go, if you work hard for the summer, you'll be able to pay for college. Yeah, you know, right? like that is not how that works anymore. Yeah, no. Or like, you know, save up for a year so you can buy a house outright. <laughs> not how it works. Right. Yeah, I get you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think you've been deuced on this one. Yes. Yeah. Where can people find us when we're not talking in these microphones, Jeremy? At our house, usually. Well, yeah, but like, oh, where like can for, people okay. hear us oh, while I gotcha. we're talking in these microphones, but not live when we're talking in these microphones? Oh, on our phones. That's true. But like, again, <laughs> people can find Where people can, can find I my Celine Dion CD? People can find us at on Google Play, Stitcher, mm-hmm. Apple Podcasts, um, really a lot of those kind of podcatchers. Stitcher. Um, you can find us on uh, uh, Facebook. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, uh, at Deuce Podcast. Um, yeah, you can find us all sorts of places. Mm-hmm. So don't forget, we have questions on there. So when you make sure you answer them. Mm-hmm. So if we say, as an example, what is the Deuce podcast? Is it a podcast about the show The Deuce from HBO, yeah. or is it a podcast about sequels? Say that you want reviews from Yellowstone. Yeah, or it could be like the newest one where it says, you know, what do you want from whatever, and they say six six six. What? That's yes. the newest one. Yeah. Thank you. We have the best fans so, ever. So we're doing real great. Doing real great. And if you're listening to this, leave us another weird message, please. And we'll talk about it next week. But until then, the sequel is king. No.